as I always say, it's it's such an important part of current missions that like we are all about the gospel preached, um, yeah. and and not necessarily only humanitarian. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the humanitarian aid is obviously incredibly important. It's important to us. Yes. But if we want, like you were saying earlier, just if we want to see generational change, if That's you right. want to actually earn this aid, not just meet needs and continuing to help, you know, problems. on life and that only comes through Christ and so the fact that that's the first and I think the idea is to address material poverty and spiritual yeah. at yeah. the same time yeah well welcome to the wind meeting guys Hey, Thanks hey. for being here. What's up? Appreciate uh, appreciate you coming in. Uh, today we have Josh and Kevin who are hanging out with us this morning. We're, we just had a uh, church missions trip. We uh, did. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. So Josh, why don't you introduce yourself uh, for all the people who might not know you already. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Josh uh, Sergi. I'm the <laughs> missions minister here at Current. And uh, always exciting to be on the Wind Meeting podcast. Glad to be back, Jeremiah. Is it Jeremiah. really? Or are it you is. just saying that? because Well, you know, it's kind of what you're supposed to say in situations. <laughs> exciting no. might be too strong a word. It's no, nice. It's, it's always it's, cool. It's fine, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, we just got back from an uh, amazing mission trip with one of our partners uh, in South Dakota called Diamond Willow Ministries. It was a record-setting trip for current uh, 19 participants, team members on this trip. Wow. Uh, so that was really great. On the other side of the trip, it was awesome. And we're joined today in the studio by one of those team members. Kevin is yes. with us, man. If you'd uh, take a second, introduce yourself. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, my name is Kevin Zisheng. Uh My family and I... I've been have... saying your name wrong all this whole time. It's it's common spelling. You, it's all right. It's, <laughs> it's phonetically, it's white. I've been saying Zicheng. Yeah. It's close. You're dead to me, so no. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> just call him Kevin now. <laughs> Kevin Z. Yeah. Um, well, my my wife April and our two kids have been coming to Current for about six years uh, yeah. now. Um, I'm one of the police officers, so you may see me um, out front on uh, any given Sunday, uh, helping out with security and stuff like that. Um, I currently I work for the Folsher Police Department. I've been in law enforcement uh, about 11 years now. Yeah. So, um, but we've kind of been. Plug it into the church for about six, almost seven years. So, okay. So, yeah. that, I was going to say, that, yeah. yeah, you guys have been in current for about six, seven years, yeah. which is about how long we've been here. Were we already, was I already here when you guys started coming? Yes. Okay. So yeah. we must have been real close. Yeah. Then. It's been about six and a half years since we've been here. So so it only took six or seven years to get you out on a mission trip. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a slow, I'm a slow learner, I guess. Uh, you know, hey, diving that's in. a lot faster than a lot of people. Yeah. Quite honestly. That's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, uh Kevin, let's just you know talk about you a little bit before we get into the, the missions trip itself. Maybe right. um, just kind of talk about um, you know you always have you always been a church guy? Have you always been a no? Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. No. Um, you know I uh, <clears throat> no I didn't grow up in the church. Okay. I uh, um, my mom studied the Bible, but uh, my dad was always real cynical about church, mm-hmm. so we didn't really ever go to church. Um, it really wasn't until um, like 2015 that. You know, we found a church and we started attending and I got baptized. I started serving. Um, but my wife, April, she was she grew up in the church. So like that was always 
I always had this admiration for her and her relationship with God and, and the, the conversation she was able to have um, just off the cuff. That was it, just really amazing to see that. I always um, knew that that was missing in my life. So, um, um, but, you know, God tends to find people whenever they're at their low points. And maybe it's yeah. just because I'm really stubborn and I needed to be humble <laughs> several times in order to, to open myself up for that. So yeah, um, in 2015, I was baptized. And then um, it really wasn't until March of 2022 that I really had what I would call this, like, I guess, heart transformation that we mm. talk about in church and um, another low point. And uh, out of that comes uh, something really beautiful. So hmm. um after that, I had some really strong convictions about um, our faith and, you know, really doing what God's called us to do and leading my family yeah. and um, uh, being present at the church and serving and stuff like that. So that kind of led me towards, you know, I'm already in service, right? I've been a police yeah. officer for 11 years. Um, and uh, I, honestly, that, that culture is probably part of my distance from sure. this. So it's, it's easy to get sucked into that. But um service was definitely um, something that I'm passionate about. So it was an easy transition for me to say, hey, I want to serve a church. Yeah. You know, hey, I have security. I'm a police officer. That makes sense. But then to take it a step further and be able to right. be in the mission trip um, yeah. was, I won't say it's an easy jump for me, but it was definitely something that um, that's kind of my love language, right? Like serving people and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, Josh, just for people, can you just give, before we jump into like all the details and all that kind of stuff of how, you know, I went and you're, you're, you know, the journey on it and all that stuff. Um, just tell people a little bit of like what, what we say Diamond Willow missions trip around here all the time and that mm. kind of stuff. But especially lots of people haven't been, obviously. So, you know, give them a little overview of who that is, who we who we go serve and what we're doing there and that kind of stuff. Yeah, just absolutely. Give a little context. Um, you know, uh, Diamond Willow uh, is a, essentially at its core, is is a local church uh, in uh, Fort Thompson, South Dakota. That's kind of the nucleus mm -hmm. of their ministry. But outside of that, it's an outreach organization that has multiple, um, let's say, tendrils in the community there. They do lots of different things. Um, uh, on their campus itself, they have um, all different types of community centers where community events take place. Um, but uh, they also have a, a youth center that they just uh, had a grand opening of uh, last year. Yeah, that uh, has been in the works for years. I know that they've been praying about it for years and uh, working on it for years. And it has uh, made its grand opening in the community there uh, not even a full year ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and they, they minister uh, in, in Fort Thompson, South Dakota, which is on the, the Crow Creek uh, Indian Reservation there, Native American Reservation. Uh, you have two main people groups, the kind of the, the Lakota and the Dakota okay. uh, that kind of inhabit that area, the two different languages that are spoken, kind of the native languages there. Um, and their, their ministry field is difficult. Mm. Um, some of the statistics about the area are um, a bit sobering mm -hmm. um, to, to know what, uh, what the community is up against. You know, uh, just to throw a few of them out there. And, yeah. You know, some of this stuff isn't the most uh, happy numbers, but I think it's important for all of us to understand what's going on in the community there in order to know how important the work that Diamond Willow is doing. Um, so on the Crow Creek uh, Reservation, uh, the life expectancy, and I might be a little off on these figures. I'm going off of memory yeah. here, but I'm pretty darn close. 
Um, the life expectancy for males is uh, late 40s. Wow. I think it's like 46, 48, something wow. like that. Uh, life expectancy for women is a little higher, maybe 52, mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, so you have uh, Rod Vaughn and his, his wife, Val, who are the founders of, of Diamond Willow Ministries. One of the things that Rod told us is that him and his wife are considered to be uh, the uh, one of the most elder married couples in the community, and they're in their like early or mid fifties. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, education system there struggles in ways that we almost can't comprehend, especially in such an education focused yes. place like Katie. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things <laughs> that uh, I, I learned this last time out, and uh, Kevin, you were there for this too, that um, there is no general education in the school system. Um, it's all special education. Oh, wow. Yeah, the learning disabilities and, and struggles at home are, are so prevalent that um, they, they just do only special ed for mm-hmm. kids. And there's so many contributing factors to that. You've got, uh, obviously, poverty. There's a 90-plus percent addiction rate among males in the community. Um, there's fetal alcohol syndrome is a factor. Uh, fatherlessness in the home, and it, it, the list goes goes on and on. I, I, I could go on, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But all that to say that it's a, a community in desperate need of help. Yeah. And um, I, I think I'm, I'm doing them justice by saying that um, their approach is to grab the youngest generation. Um, one of the things yeah. that they really pointed out that, that clarified things for me is that their one of their biggest goals is to have um, households with three generations of Christians, a grandparent, mm-hmm. a parent, and a kid. Mm-hmm. And they believe that once they hit that tr- that tri-generational um, foundation in the community, that's when they'll begin to see yeah. real generative change uh, for Christ. Help in, break in some the cycles community. and yeah, change some expectations. Yeah, you know. right. and, and a lot of it's already happening. Like they're starting to see oh, some of great. their first households wow. um, where, where that is a fact and, and it is already starting to take root. Definitely the long game yeah. <laughs> with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, I, I just think we in American church in general, when we think of missions and missions opportunities and all the kind being missionaries across the world and third world countries and all stuff. And that is true. And we do that and it's important. We do. But also to know that, um, I mean, quite honestly, what you're describing is not different and maybe as bad as or worse some third world type situations the numbers are comparable right yeah, that's, yeah. that's right and that's right here. yeah and yeah. that's and that's in the united states that yep. is whatever i don't know what's the drive like 15 hours or something like 18, that right 18 hours 18. <laughs> everywhere i make it to drive I'm by yourself you did no, the whole we had, thing? We, had, okay. we had a band team but it was yeah. 18 hours 18 hours yeah. i mean but i mean you know it takes 18 hours to get across texas to be fair so like <laughs> you know <laughs> Take you 18 hours to get across Houston. If you <laughs> right. I guess my point is, though, it's not that far. Yeah. You know, it really is kind of on our doorstep. And so, I, one, I love that we're involved with that. And I love that that ministry is happening and um, that we're heavily involved. Because that's a yearly trip we do. That's one of our regular mm-hmm. uh, annual missions trips that we consistently do. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned there's... When you said record number, 19 people went, is that the most we've had on like any missions trip? Is that just to Diamond Willow? What's the, uh, you know? 
Yeah, so um, I went into the uh, the catacombs, the archives <laughs> of current to, uh, to to find the ancient scrolls to find, to, to the Google what Drive. The biggest fish trip we ever did was, uh, it, 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 it certainly in my time and to the best of my knowledge, nineteen is uh, the team size of yeah. nineteen is the biggest one we've ever done. That's awesome. Is it possible that many moons ago we we had a, a larger team? That's it, maybe. Yeah. But the as as far as I could uh, could find out, that's the biggest one we ever did. It's best on record, record that we best on record. Yes. That's yeah. right. And how, we've been going for a while, right? Like long time. Oh yeah. yeah. Years or. I don't know if it's quite 20, but close in the teens, in the teens for sure. Long time. Yeah. Um, You know, a little bit of the backstory is that uh, we, uh, we meaning current, were one of the very first supporters of of Diamond Willow. Uh, Hmm. There's, there's an even more colorful, detailed story about how it all began, but we were uh, uh, at at the very Genesis uh, moment of, of Diamond Willow, yeah. Really yeah, cool. that's something to be proud of. That's yep. really cool. You know, one other thing I'd add, <clears throat> especially with all the statistics and the community outreach that they do, all that is really important. But I think it's more important to point out that um, it's it's a ministry first. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. just a humanitarian organization right. that helps the poor kids in such and such place. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Rod is a pastor at heart. Uh, it's it's a church at its nucleus. It's a Christian outreach program that preaches the gospel to people who need to hear it the most, mm-hmm. and a community support second. Yeah, uh, they do it extraordinarily. They do both extraordinarily well. But um, you know, as I always say, it's it's such an important part of current missions that like we are all about the gospel preached, um, yeah. and and not necessarily only humanitarian yeah well i mean yeah the humanitarian aid is obviously incredibly important it's important to us yes but if we want like you were saying earlier just if we want to see generational change if That's you right. want to actually turn this page not just meet needs and continuing to help mm-hmm. you know problems uh we want we want those problems to disappear we want them to have a new hope and a new perspective on life and new purpose and that only comes through Christ. And so the fact that that's the first is, yeah, that's, that's really great. I think the idea is to address material poverty and spiritual yeah. poverty at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, thank you. Uh, so Kevin, let's, let's dive in a little bit on this trip just, you know, specifically, mm-hmm. you'd never been on a missions trip at all of any kind in your life, right? No, Nothing, never. Yeah. Not even, have you ever even thought about it, considered it even like crossed your mind as a no. possibility, right? <laughs> no, really, truly no. <laughs> so, so what was it about this time of year, this trip itself? What triggered the, even the, Hey, I might want to do that kind of thought process for you. Yeah. So, um, last season, I guess before we went on the trip, we were doing the men's Bible study. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was attending that, um, and some of the guys at the table, uh, Danny Johnson actually was sitting next to me. And um, I, I had been tossing the idea around, but it was one of those things. It was like a back of my mind thought. I was like, man, that'd be cool to, to, to be able to do that and to serve. Um, but, you know, there's a million roadblocks in the way, yes. right? Like the time off, the, you know. Yeah, you've got um, kids. I've got, you got a, yeah, I've school got a, is in. <laughs> I've got a two-year-old, a six-year-old. Yeah. My wife works full-time. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, 
So I, I, I mean, the good thing is though you're super rich from being a cop. Well, you know, that's so that's there's why I got no money it, problems. You, know? yeah. it's, you basically just pay for everybody. That's right? why it's we're like, like <laughs> stop. That's why the recruiting is through the roof. The law enforcement right now, it's all about everybody wants to be a police. And we get it as pastors. You yeah, know, we're, yeah. we're automatically yeah. well similarly yeah. massive. Yeah. But you, you understand? Yeah. No, <laughs> but it was you know it was back in my mind thought uh, kind of thing, and it, it was one of those things that just kind of got planted there hmm. uh, after hearing about the you know uh, Darren and you talk about it on stage. You know, hey, this is upcoming, and then whenever Danny said it in our our little men's group, he we were going around the table asking for prayers, and with the way we were doing it, it was like, hey, you you pray for the guy next to you, yeah, and, sure. and go yeah. around the circle like that. Well, Danny was sitting next to me, and Danny said, hey, I'm kind of tossing the idea around of going to Diamond Willow. Would you, you know, can you say a prayer that I can find us some find some discernment in that? And I said, me too, man. Like you know, like hey, <laughs> yeah. samezies, right? Yeah. Like, um, if you could do the same for me, I'd appreciate it. And that was on a Tuesday, and I think the deadline was that Sunday to <laughs> sign it, to sign up for it. Sounds um, about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, we did. We we prayed, and we prayed as a group. And um, I went home, and I told uh, April about it, and she's like, "Sign up, do hmm. it, man. Let's go." That's you know? awesome. Uh, and so I did. Thanks, so, April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what though? We and you've mentioned uh, her influence on you a couple times. Oh yeah. And it just be, you know, as we continue to dive in, I, I will say like, it is the, the, you know, the unseen stuff that happens in our lives as men that, you know, the way our wives can push us to better mm-hmm. things. It's such a cool thing. And to see it happening in this way yeah. is real is a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh we've been together since high school and yeah. we've been married for 11 years. And obviously we, we have two, we have a six year old and two year old boy. So, um, we've gone through a lot of life together Yeah, and, um, uh, she has never given up on um, <laughs> hoping that I would come to this place. So um, huh. thankful for her. That's uh, cool. Beyond all else, you know. Yeah. So, um, but you know, we, that the men's group led to that, yeah. and then sure enough, Danny ended up. Uh, Danny has a cool story. I'm sure you guys, you know, if you talk to Danny, he'll tell you his story. And um, somehow we both ended up uh, on this team. And um, <laughs> you know, don't let Trey tell, don't let Trey Brogdon tell you it was because of his group. Don't don't give him the satisfaction. <laughs> I'm taking credit for that, but he was <laughs> it was the table leader of the group. So, uh, <laughs> um, but that's great. that's that's kind of how we ended up there. Yeah. And I, you know, um, we said, all right, let's do it. And I signed up for it. I got in touch with Josh and uh, said, I can I can I drive? I'd rather drive than fly. And he said, well, get, yeah, you got it, man. So yeah. we, um, group got in the van. Yeah. And awesome. Ended up me and Danny were in the van together nice. too. So, <laughs> so yeah. Josh, I wanted to talk to you, your perspective on this because if I remember correctly couple weeks prior to that you were like hey church staff like you know we really this group is a little it's a little thin you know could we you know we really just need prayer that we have a team that's worth you know going and actually getting stuff done and being effective right yeah, am i yeah. remembering that correctly right here let me just throw this one adjustment in there it wasn't at weeks it was days days the, okay yeah. so you know uh it, it if if y'all don't know out there in internet land, uh, the the Wind Meeting podcast is named after our Monday morning right. uh, staff meeting. Go back review. to podcast number one. If yeah. you don't know the the origin story, mm-hmm. yes, go back to number one. So during our Monday morning Wind Meeting, uh, you know we have prayer requests at the yeah. end. I said, hey guys, you know uh, the Diamond Willow due date is coming up in six days. The the deadline to join. And we've got four people or three, I think even we got we have three yeses and a maybe. <laughs> So we've got some slots to fill. So please pray that uh, that God brings the people for the trip. 
Well, uh, the next win meeting. I remember. Which, I remember this very specifically. Yeah, uh, I I had a, a happy report. The real win was I said, "Hey guys, please stop praying for the team of yeah. Diamond Willow. Yeah. Pray for something else. We're good. <laughs> Covered that one well. Yeah, we we hit a point. Actually, it was twenty, and we had yeah. we had one uh, person, and for whatever reason, weren't able to make it. Um, and, which happens. Which it, hey, it happens. Actually, out of out of twenty and nineteen, actually traveled. That's a, a real solid. That's yeah. very solid. You yeah. know. Um, so yeah, it was a major turnaround. We went from what was going to be the the smallest Diamond Willow team ever to the largest Diamond yeah. Willow team ever in the course of six days. Yeah. And I I, I don't want to skip over the fa- the power of prayer. That's really right. does do i mean when you talk about like you know a few days later all of a sudden you're feeling this you know push from the holy spirit like that doesn't that's not an accident that's not a just a happenstance thing mm-hmm. um you know truth is you know it, it's not that our church staff doesn't pray for things like this but there is a difference when you say hey this is a real need we need really need to pray about this and we get focused in and we really start praying and believing that god's going to do something and then we see immediate response like that mm-hmm. um it, it's just from my seat on the other side of the you know conference table <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so cool to see that happen in the other ministries when um we as a staff can come together uh f- in support of what we know is such an important thing um and then to see god do something so cool and push people like kevin who is not a you know it's not like you're Mr. Missions guy that goes on all the trips or whatever. Uh, obviously, Danny, you know, he works with Current Cover a lot, but same thing. It's not like he's running all over the world doing missions trips first all the time. So, yeah. uh, I was curious, like, how many first-timers did you have? Uh, there was a good amount. I want to say, I, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but, like, probably half of the people on the team yeah. Yeah. yeah had never been on any mission trip ever that's awesome um and it was certainly their first current missions yeah. mission trip and you know i think you bring up something important there jeremiah because i think there's a lot of folks out there who hear about a mission trip and they have maybe that same little stir as kevin like oh, man, maybe but no it's probably not something I, I would do that's for somebody else right um and and the truth of the matter is like i don't think anyone comes to the table like yes i am i have been made for mission trip like um i I think everyone has a little bit of a hesitation at first and (laughs) yeah and and you you mentioned like the mr or mrs mission trip like and they're out there right like we have some people that they're out on pretty much every one but they're certainly the minority yeah um and there's always room for the first time person in fact i try to like make room for a first time person there have been some trips where we kind of have to limit it and 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 limit the number of slots but i always like to try to get the mix of of first timers in there and I, I would say that if, if you're out there and you think that, oh, missions work, seems interesting, but I couldn't pull it off. I couldn't put the time together. My job is too demanding. Yeah. Um, if if you're called to it, God will make a way. Yes. Um, and, and another thing is, too, on these work trips, um, people often look at it like, well, I'm not a contractor. Yeah. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't have these skills. That's fine. Like, I, I say it like this. The work is important, but it's not the most important thing. Well, it's just what you were talking about earlier. The truth is we're the, we are there wherever we are to share the gospel. That's right. 
yeah, we we're going to do work and get things done and, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully make some very effective physical improvements to wherever we've yep. been and left. But that's, that's not the first uh, priority for what you guys. That's are doing. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And those, those things will fall into place. Like the, the work will be fine. It, yeah. It'll get done. Um, yeah. So if, yeah. if you're, if you, if you don't have some highly developed skill set, God has a use for you out there. We just yeah. say like, if, if you're in reason on a, on a work trip like Diamond Willow, yeah. if you're in reasonably good health and you're willing to be fluid and flexible and work however God wants to use you, well, you've got a spot on the team. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to bring this up later, but since we're already kind of talking about it too, just uh, I think this, especially with the ladies, it happened. It can be kind of perceived as, oh, that's a that's a guy's trip. You know, they're doing manly work or whatever, and that's not that. That's not true. That's not that there's not big hard work or whatever. You know, but just the effectiveness and the need for more women to be part of these missions teams. We've talked a little bit about that before too. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I'd say that that's one thing that I prayed for for mm-hmm. a while, um, and and God has has moved in pretty big ways with yeah. that. You know, I I saw a need to have a more feminine presence yeah. on trips and to have women out there, and I knew after being out there in the field, like there is a place for women on these trips, and there's times where I I could see how on the outside looking in. They're going out there to do this building stuff. They're going on these storm trips. Yes. Chainsaws Chains and up on roofs. Like bunions stuff. Yeah, that's not exactly a place for most women where they're gonna yeah, yeah. where they're gonna feel drawn to. Yeah. But I'll say this. Um, once we started having a stronger female presence, more women, especially on these storm trips, it changed everything. Yeah. All of a sudden that the folks that we minister to, because yes, we're cutting trees or doing whatever. But that tree is in a person's backyard, right, and that person right. is there, and we talk to them, and a lot of the folks who we help, um, a lot of it's widow and orphan type ministry. Yeah. It's a lot of single moms, and you get this group of dirty, sweaty dudes out there. Yeah, they'll come talk to us for a little bit, but not in the same way when there's two or three women on the team, and they're praying and visiting and getting to know each other, and 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 in the end fellowshipping with one another there mm. um it it is a game changer and to me that is the ministry yeah like ne- put the chainsaw down and go talk to the lady yeah. like i would rather get 10 less trees cut and get 10 more pe- mournful people prayed for yeah like the the chainsaw is number two <laughs> the roof is number two the the heart the soul and and the eternal destiny of yeah. the person is number one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, getting back to the story a little bit, uh, Kevin. So tell me about the, kind of the next steps with that. I mean, you said the deadline was whatever you know five yes. days away or something like that. So what did that process look like for you? And then kind of getting into the actual mission trip stuff itself. What did that? How'd that go? Yeah. So um, like I said, the 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 men's Bible study was on Tuesday night, and I think sun, that Sunday was the deadline. It may have even been the one that you like led um no it was trey it was the one trey led yeah because you were right after trey so you was the next week so um but the deadline was just a few days away and so um i'm a i'm already kind of a big you know trust your gut and you know i kind of know that's god i'm that's kind of my job you know what i mean so i rely heavily on like on that kind of stuff if something doesn't feel right it's not right and if something does and you should probably follow it there's a reason that's there um 
So as soon as I, I talked to April about it, she she didn't even hesitate. She was like, do it now. Like, <laughs> what, why are you still standing here? Like, so, why are you not signing up for this? And uh, she's like, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Yeah. Like, it's no problem. And um, fortunately, those pieces fell into place. I was able to take time off of work. I work rotating 12-hour shifts. So I really only had to take four days off. I took like 48 hours. <laughs> but we were gone for – with the driving team, it was the two days extra. And so it was ended up being um, – but like nine days or eight days, something yeah. like that. So yeah. um, it ended up working out really well for me. And yeah, I had work when I had, when I got back, I had, you know, I run our training program at work. And so I had a stack of stuff to do, but nobody, I mean, it, it, it wasn't worth uh, not going, yeah. right? Like it was, yeah. it was a hundred percent worth that being left um, so that we could, I could go and experience this and pursue this yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, um, but then, you know, we, we ended up leaving the day before uh, the van team, um, you know, I, Josh was cool. He hooked me up because I didn't want to fly. So he was like, yeah, yeah, we got a spot on the van. You know, we'll do what we can. And yeah. uh, so there ended up being four of us in the van. Um, and I got hooked up as a driver. I <laughs> I can't believe. So they, they they asked me to come and, you know, and come in early and go down to rent the car and bring my ID, right? Okay. Because I have to be, I want to be a driver. driver. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a police officer. I carry my ID everywhere. It's kind of my, it's kind of policy. It's, important. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of an important <laughs> thing to be able to identify myself. Um, yeah. So I get there and I'm like. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is the whole reason I'm here. <laughs> I'm already failing at this, you know? Like, um, luckily, I had one, I had a picture on my phone, and I was able to uh, show I swear it. I'm a police officer. I, I, I told prom- you that. I was like, I'll show you. Like, bringing up, like, really selfies good. in your in your uniform. You, like, face, you know, like, yeah, I promise. I promise. I'm a uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. She, she was like, whatever. Was like, yeah, all right. Thank, and thank goodness she did because yeah. I got I, I signed up and so uh, we ended up when we left we uh, we played Tetris in the van uh, getting some luggage and stuff. We and sure did. Yeah, because there was yeah, nineteen people. That's a so lot. That's a lot to haul. So yeah. a lot of bags and tools and uh, right. Yeah, you got to be equipped to actually do stuff there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then there was only four of us in the van. So, um, but first we Jeff Taylor and I were both yeah. driving, and so uh, we kind of alternated off and gotcha. Um, you know, got to see a lot of flat. Uh, flat open space. Yeah, it's exciting. On the drive, yeah. yeah. No, you know, once we once you hit north of Oklahoma, it pretty much just north of Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma is not exactly like exciting country to drive through. Either. The drive up through North Texas isn't very. That's exciting. what I'm saying. Really, like once you get north of the woodlands, like it's, it's basically much immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's rewind just a little though, because I would love for you guys to talk a little bit about just kind of the process. What? Because I think that's maybe something that holds people back from saying yes. Mm-hmm. They're scared of whatever. The fundraising, the commitment level, the you know, a lot of this stuff can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. So maybe just talk about what that looked like a little. Like, what's the you know the lead up going before you guys actually take the trip? Yeah. So for me personally, uh, you know, I never done that, and fundraising is a part yeah. of it. And um, they had a, a goal, and for everybody it was was preset, and they, it's pretty simple. I mean, you guys make it pretty easy with um, you can do a little bio write up on what the trip is, and you can send it out. Um, either what I did was I wrote it up and I actually sent it out in a text message form. It was mm. a link to the little like synopsis of what we were going to be doing. Um, you know, and I put on there, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm excited for this. This is my first mission trip. Um, if you can't give financially prayers, man, like we just, yeah, we need all the support we can get. And it's not always financial, you know? And so I was shocked. I mean, I had family that I haven't spoken to in a while that were dropping like, I was like, I didn't know we were that close, man. Like they were putting good money, you know, yeah. good uh, donations in there. Yeah. And it's because they were excited to see what was yes. going to happen with this. And they were excited to see me personally, knowing me on a personal level, they were excited to see me 
pursuing something and then you know what this could bring to the community and stuff like that people i think that's an important point it's, uh, it's the stuff that I think a lot of people don't actually consider mm-hmm. that the when you choose to do something like a missions trip uh the i mean yes you're going to get a lot out of it right there's going to be a lot but the ripple effect that happens just by taking the step of saying i'm gonna go and then like you said people that you didn't even know paid attention to what's happening in yeah. your life really you know people that you didn't even know still looked at your facebook page mm-hmm. or whatever you know uh, and then all of a sudden they're donating to something you're doing because n- almost n- nobody's going to get that text and be like what a loser going on a <laughs> mission so, no it's like that's <laughs> probably to unfriend that person right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> maybe cut them out yeah uh but that but the truth is that people are going to be excited for you yeah. And and want you to do something like that. In fact, it's going to be it's it's not everybody's afraid of the no, mm-hmm. like you know, ah no, I can't give to, and they're afraid they're not going to be able to raise the money or whatever it is. Mm. That uh, that's almost it's very much the minority that you don't get support. Yeah. Uh, let a lot of it. Yeah, you know, I I that's absolutely true, and I think there's if I could maybe even zoom out more. Yeah, where like. There are times where it may not necessarily even be um, you that they're concerned about supporting, right? right? Like, I I think there's a lot of trepidation, nervousness, hesitation of somebody to raise funds, right? Like, nobody wants to ask people for money, (laughs) right? Like, hey, door salesman or something. Yeah, 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 like, it, it, well... Actually, that's not true. There are people who have no problem asking. For money. I, I, I have a few of them there on are some. It's true, uh, yeah. uh, social media feeds. However, <laughs> most of us don't like asking people for yeah. money. It yeah. can be intimidating. It is intimidating, especially your first time to do it. Um, but one thing I often encourage um, participants, team members to do is like pull yourself out of it. Like you're not asking them to give you money. Yeah. Like they're you're offering them an opportunity to participate in the trip. Like it, they are now on the team. They're a supporting member of the team, uh, and and yes, they're supporting you, but they're also supporting the work. Yeah. And there are people who are mission minded, mission hearted folks who want to make a difference in the in the missions world, but for whatever reason, they really can't travel. There's a hundred and one reasons that will truly prohibit <laughs> Absolutely. Right? health yeah. problems, yeah. a million and one reasons, right? So they can't participate and that's the way they yeah. choose to do it. And and from somebody who kind of lives and breathes this stuff, that is just as much of yes. an important component as any other. So one of the things I like to say is like, don't deprive people that opportunity. And yes. I don't mean that in like, you have a great opportunity <laughs> to give me money, right? Like, like the pyramid scheme thing yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a time yeah. Listen, you want to get to the highest level of heaven. Yeah. Here's the, you know. <laughs> I think somebody already did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but seriously, I, I I truly mean that in the most genuine way that, uh, that yeah. there are are people out here who hear my voice right now they're like yeah dude yeah. like that is how we we participate yeah. so it's and they're not looking for opportunities that's to be right part of that. and yeah. it's not just about you it's about their opportunity to contribute to the work and a little yeah. side note um you know there there oftentimes is like a uh, culture of anti-social media anti-funds yeah. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, mission yeah. trip um and I, i'm kind of the opposite where like, all right, the phones can become a distraction and if they do, we'll address it. But like, 
please have your phone yeah. out. Please take photos. Tell people what you're experiencing. Please yeah. post it on social yeah. media. I want everybody to see what God is doing in this place and generate uh, excitement and attention to the work that God's doing in this place and how he's working through you and how he's working through that ministry. Yeah. Please don't keep this thing a secret. And documenting those moments, yes. documenting those memories and those visuals, those videos, those people that you are with. You know, that's It's such a yeah. important thing of keeping the work going forward. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you know, oftentimes I get back from these trips or sometimes even while I'm on them, shame on me. I feel a little conviction. I don't, I, I maybe don't post as much as I should, but you know, I'll tip my hat to the few yeah. team members, to the many team members that yeah. we have that uh, definitely post a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for you guys for letting the story be known. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit before you guys actually went on the trip. I know, Josh, you do a, a decent amount of, like, there's some meetings and stuff that you guys have mm -hmm. before. So, Kevin, how'd you feel going going up into the trip? Did you feel prepared? Did you feel, you know, were you still pretty nervous when you got in the van? Like, you know, what was your experience there? No, I'm, you know, I, Josh, in the meetings that we had leading up, I think we had, like, maybe six or something like that. Okay, I mean, sounds right. Yeah. And, you know, it was, you know, most of it was weekly. I know I, I missed a couple just because of shifts, shifts and stuff like sure. that. Sure, I noticed. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. I don't remember the opposite <laughs> conversation. <laughs> there was some stuff that I got left that, that I missed because I wasn't uh, able sure. to attend. Right. But, but what those meetings did was they, you know, not only did they kind of set us up for the trip and what to expect and very clear on um, – you know what? Who has certain skill sets, and hey, we might be able to plug yeah. into that, and that's cool. And but it also, we all shared a meal every time we met. Miss mm. um, Patsy hooked us up and took care of us oh, big man. time. Yeah, um, every single time. And Josh, you need to start talking about that with your promo. Of these things like yeah. Patsy's gonna cook. Man. Yeah, yeah, we you'll could. get a whole lot more excited. <laughs> it was, it was, it was definitely the, some highlights on the trip were the meals. I were bet, there. yeah. But the the meetings that we had, we all kind of shared a meal. We broke bread together and we prayed together. Yeah. And huh. and then we talked about the trip. You know, the first probably hour of the meeting is just come conversing amongst each other and sharing a meal and just building that unit. And, yeah. I, you yeah. know, you mentioned this while we were there, or I guess at the last meeting, you know, so, yeah, those meetings serve a purpose, but, like, it, it really built our, our team. And then once we got there and actually started working, it was like we didn't miss a beat because we were yeah. all kind of plugged into each you other. You already, yeah, you already yeah. have a, a sense of cohesion and unity. Right. And what was really cool for me is, you know, I see a lot of these folks at church, but I don't know anything about them. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I, I probably knew maybe like three or four total people really that I knew yeah. that went on the trip of the 19, but I, I've seen all of them. But, sure. Yeah. You know, but I had no idea. I didn't know them deeper. And so I think yeah. that was a huge yeah. takeaway from those meetings and getting prepared and, you know, Hey, this is what you're passionate about. Hey, this is what you do. This is what you're good at, mm -hmm. you know. And then, but we were very prepared by the time we got there. Yeah. Um, you know, with the history of the place we were going, some of the, you know, yeah. the guidelines we needed to follow and what we should expect working wise in that community and stuff. And, yeah, because you're, I mean, you're on reservation, right? While yep. you're working, there, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's right. there's stuff to, yeah be wise about and figure out and all those things there's some there's some cultural awareness yeah that, yeah. that helps that's good um, yeah and and not just helps you minute to minute in interacting with people but i think it's important to have as deep as possible respect and knowledge of the history of yeah. the people yeah. and interaction between the the cultures in that mm -hmm. place um, I think the more we're aware of uh, the people we're ministering to, 
the 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 more effective we are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not Katie. It's not. You know, it's, it's a whole different, Katie. certainly a whole different place, a whole different Katie. world. Yeah. These people's lie everyday life and decisions they have to make and all that kind of stuff are so foreign to what we deal with day to day here. And so that's a just a really important piece of. And I know that's Josh. That's something you do, and because we, yeah, there's that trip. There, you guys are going to Bulgaria and. Uh, a month or two here and you know, right. it's just um anyway yeah the, the preparation side is just such a big deal and mm -hmm. I, I love that that's such a big part of it so let's talk about the trip itself a little bit what um you know what was what the week looked like what did you guys do and experience and get into and screw up and you know <laughs> <laughs> well you know um, pretty much everything yeah <laughs> yeah um you know the week obviously started for us on the on the road and so we yeah. made it up uh about 10 and a half hours into the drive and we stayed the night in kansas um, we were joking because we actually slept in a hotel and had like a nice bed and stuff. And these guys had to give it three in the morning and fly. <laughs> the driving team was more rushed by the time we got there than, <laughs> yeah, than the plane guys yeah. um, <clears throat> who left the next day, right? Because uh, we woke up. We, yeah, we, only, yeah. we only had six hours to make the second day. We were like, oh, man, you know. It's good. Cause, um, Get breakfast. Yeah. yeah and just it was. It was, we were, that was the joke, you know? So we actually ended, they ended up coming in uh, Sioux Falls airport. And so we ended up linking up with the team yeah. in Mitchell at a Walmart to kind of get supplies and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. So we all kind of reconnected there and then convoyed out to the site. Um, and I, I gotta say, um, I am from Oklahoma and I, I understand a little bit about um, native American culture and stuff like that, but I've never actually been on a reservation. They don't have those in Oklahoma. Um, you know, they have like the nations, right? Like sure. Cherokee nation. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's casinos everywhere and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And, um, but I've never been on an actual reservation. So being and learning about that culture while we were there and it's such a, it's, it's almost bittersweet because it's such a beautiful landscape. I mean, mm -hmm. with the rolling plans, yeah. we were right. The Missouri, Saw some of those pictures. The Missouri yeah. river runs right by Diamond yeah. Willow. Um, yeah, I spent the week driving a tractor pretty much. And every time I'd leave out the driveway, they'd be staring at the Missouri river and Lake Sharp. Which yeah. Is a, a damn Not a bad river. view. Yeah. Not a bad view at all. <laughs> um, but you know, it kind of makes you go, man, yeah. just even in such a, a beautiful place, you know, such, you know, hard things are going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, we spent the week, uh, we kind of got our job assignments um, some of the team did uh, HVAC work. They were okay. installing like mini splits and stuff on some of the um, um, apartment condo kind of things that they have on site that's like for staff living and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and the rest of us ended up getting assigned to work in an orchard. They have a community orchard, um, which is a really cool idea because it allows the community to come in and, and pick their own fruit and they just kind of take what they need. And um, certainly when you have a, an impoverished community where, you know, I think the average income for the families, there's like $11,000 a year, which that's well below the poverty line yeah. in this country, you know, uh, which I think is somewhere around 20,000 or 19,000, something like that. So the, the community uh, orchard had been hit with drought the year before. And so it was, it was in bad shape. Like yeah. it really needed help. Uh, they needed to trim, trim back bushes. We had to pull a bunch of bushes out. Um, and we spent the majority of the week um, as a full team, you know, at least 15 people probably in that orchard almost every day. Wow. Um, but to see the pictures of what it looked like before and then what it looked like after uh, was, was really cool. And no, what was actually super cool is we were there for like the beginning of spring. Like, I think we were there the first time. The like first day we were there was the first time I hadn't dropped below freezing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, you know, nice seventies during the day and then forties yeah. and fifties at night. But as soon as we got that stuff pruned by the end of it, the, the orchard had already started blooming. Wow. Which that's cool. Which is so cool talking about regeneration and stuff like that yeah. and um, and helping the community. But um, 
lots of lots of scrapes, lots of uh, thorns, <laughs> yeah. a few ticks. Yeah, oh, some fun. ticks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I bucked around on a 1962 Massey Ferguson tractor the whole week. <laughs> well, it was mostly Massey Ferguson. Yeah, well, <laughs> little John Deere, little Mahindra. It was painted uh, yellow, like a, cat, like a little, little uh, Frankenstein of a tractor kind know. of thing. But it was a four mile drive to get there on a dirt road that, um, and the only suspension on it's in the seat, you know. Nice. So I just that's a long road for you to drive. I day. drove it to and from every day. <laughs> Every day. Luckily, I got smart at the uh, the second day, and I put my earphones in and put there the Christian go. music on, and just kind of looked out and enjoyed Might the scenery. Well enjoy you know? it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think one cool um, uh, just one cool fact about the orchard is that it had some of the traditional fruits you'd normally find in an orchard. There's like row of apple and pear and a few mm -hmm. others, but um, uh, some of the rows were devoted to like their heritage fruits there mm -hmm. stuff that I I had never heard of like uh, choke cherries oh yeah buffalo berries mm -hmm. like when he first told me I'm like buffalo berries that's not a real fruit <laughs> I made that up so it's a blackberry <laughs> that you call a yeah. buffalo berry <laughs> it actually looks like a weird blueberry interesting yeah right? yeah uh, so and a few others too that yeah. I can't remember that some some special kind of cherry um, a, a few others that I that I don't know but I I thought that was like a extra cool detail yeah. where it's keeping some of their heritage alive. It gets them yeah. to um, stay in contact with some of those original customs, original food yeah. that, uh, that a they had, that, yeah. that, that's a, a big part of their history and still honors that. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Kevin did such, did an excellent job of describing sure. the project and nailed it. Um and, uh, you know, one cool thing was, is that, uh, Rod Vaughn, the, uh, the founder and, uh, and pastor of, uh, Diamond Willow, uh, he was kind of working arm in arm with us a lot of that mm -hmm. time. And, you know, I know that's something that he's really passionate about personally, fruit trees and orchards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So to see him kind of light up in a really cool yeah. way and, and get really engaged with that too. And, and, and that's a big part of missions work. You know, yeah. I, I, I try to get this through to all team members, like, our, our, our number one earthly job is to support the missionary, right? Yeah. We're not going there to do yeah. our thing. We're going there to support, in this case, Rod. Who's there every single day. This is his yeah. show. Yeah. Like what he says goes, we're there to support him. And the last thing I want is our partners to be like, oh, no, we got to do another <laughs> mission trip. Yeah. Uh, like I want yeah, the they, opposite. Yeah. Like, yay, they're coming. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, to see, to see Rod, especially engaged mm. and, uh, and uplifted, uh, and encouraged through the work that Kevin and the team did there, yeah. uh, was, was, um, extra valuable to me. Yeah. Well, l walking away, uh, from that place, wherever it is, you go to do the missions work with, with that missionary, like I said, who's there, uh, you <laughs> it's such a funny that we talk about the difficulty of fundraising of, you know, taking the step out to go think about taking the step of, Oh, for the rest of my life, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And, and helping put in perspective what the, what we do as a missions trip to help support somebody who's dedicated their entire life to this work. That's right. And being able to walk away, uh, that person maybe, maybe inspired more, maybe refilled, refueled, excited to take on the next, cause it's a hard, hard life. Uh, a noble life, a effective life, a needed thing for sure, but it is not an easy road for them mm -hmm. whatsoever. So the fact that we hopefully can be an effective kind of spark plug into 
pushing them on to the next, you know, however long they need to get to before that somebody else helps push them forward to the next thing to, to continue that daily work is such a, such a big deal. It is. And that's an apt description of Rod as well. Um, well, before I start, I am not an authorized biographer of Rod Vaughn. <laughs> I'm sure I'm screwing some of this up. Sorry, Rod. But uh, my best telling of the story is, uh, you know, Rod and his entire family have, have done just that. They have yeah. devoted their lives to this people group in this place. Um, he had a career with like, Park Service, Forestry mm. Service or something. Corps of Engineers. Corps of Engineers. Um, yeah. And he could have went in that direction and done all kinds of things with his life. But, Absolutely. Uh, due to a, a fascinating origin story with him and his connection with the Native communities, um, he he, he has, was called by God and listened to that call mm. uh, and has devoted his entire life uh, to that place and those people. Um, and I, I find that to be beyond admirable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and anything that we can do to support him, you know, uh, I'll, I'm his his biggest advocate and cheerleader. Well, and yeah. to have his family be all in like they are too. You know, mm-hmm. his son's 30 years old. Yeah. Him, his son, and his wife and their kids. I mean, the the conviction and the mission is is generationally in their family. Mm-hmm. Like his son Aaron is picking up that torch and he's running with it to do the same thing and following in his dad's footsteps. And I think that's. It's really cool. It's not like, well, Rod reached the end and he's ready to retire and he gets to leave. You know, like, right. okay, did my work and this is the impact I made. You know, no, Aaron's now running with mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. So it's 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 a family mission for them. You know, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so Kevin, uh, one, uh, you've talked a lot about a lot of things, but I am curious to. I don't want to ask like super cliche, like what was your favorite moment of the trip? <laughs> but was there any, you know, just really impactful? You know, things that you walked away from, any, any kind, what was a life-changing moment? You know, I don't want to get too, too, you know, so, crazy about yeah, it. There was a couple, man. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think the biggest takeaway for me overall, just the overall uh, takeaway from the trip was I've never, you know, I'm, I'm like I've told you, I'm kind of new in this journey and yeah. um, I have never been in a place surrounded by so many people intentionally speaking the, about the word of God. Hmm. Um, the conversations that we had with just team members on a daily basis, um, they were just, they just naturally were centered around these conversations about the Bible and about um, their stories. And it, it's, everyone seems to have the same version of the same testimony. You know, everybody had, you know, has gone through some hardships and everything. And that was the biggest thing for me is like, I, I was for nine days, I was surrounded by this and I've never intentionally mm. been in, immersed in that uh, experience for so long, but it, it left me wanting like, for instance, profanity, right? Like nobody, nobody swore on that trip. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a police officer. Like yeah, my culture is like all that, day, every day. It's, it's around that's, you. Yeah. that's part of the alphabet, you know, yeah. for, for my yeah. culture. And uh, I came home and I was like, keep this going, you know, like, and that's been something that I've been struggling with before the trip, but coming out of it, it just was an extra level of, uh, you can, you can commit to this, you know, you can do. Yeah. This, this is a thing that's attainable. It's not, it's not. Yeah. Un- you know, but un- being immersed by fellow Christians, fellow mm-hmm. believers, and constantly, you know, digging into the word. I mean, we started our day with devotionals. We ended our day with highs and lows. Most of the guys ended the day or started the morning reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, it was just it was just really really uh, a a cool inspiring experience for me in that sense. But as far as being there, um, the church service day, um, mm. man, it, there was I this this 
I, I felt God moving in that place, man. Mm-hmm. They, I truly did. I mean, we're, we're there and it's a very small, I think there was probably like 40 or 50 people in there and we were 20 of them, you know, yeah. but there was a lot of native folks that were there in the service. And it was a very, um, like the music, music always speaks to me. It was a very acoustic set. You know, there's a guy drumming on a, uh, a drum box and a guy playing acoustic guitar. And man, I just, you know, singing songs and um, it hit me. It hit me. I, I started bawling in church. I, I, I did. It was a really moving experience for me to look around and see the presence of God in that place. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best way I can describe it mm-hmm. is it, it really hit me. Uh, in that moment, in that church service, in this small church, for what's happening in this community and how God's impacting that community. And for me to be allowed to be a part of it was a pretty profound experience for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was uh, one. And then uh, the last day, we ended up going out to a, a cemetery that's like eight miles off a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, which is like my perfect spot. Like that's like that's my happy place. <laughs> You got the rolling plains. You got the Missouri River in the background, yeah. and we helped run barbed wire. And mm. I could have done that in my cowboy hat for the rest of my <laughs> life. Man. I just, it just, it looking around and seeing God's creation around us in a very untouched um, place. It's very, it's very rural. It's very, uh, you know, rolling plains. Uh, it's a world I've never really seen before outside of Texas, you know? Sure, and yeah. Texas doesn't look like that. Right, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a very humbling experience for me to be there on that last day. And the fact that we were able to get projects done. Yeah. I know that a lot of times we, you know, the projects, say it's we've done our part of the project, but we can't be there all the time. Sure, it's a week. You get done. But having 19 people yeah. there, we were able to check the box That's on a awesome. lot of stuff and actually leave things you know, finish for the next group. You That's know? cool. Which was a really cool experience to be able to walk away. And that the last day, we were able to get the barbed wire run. We were able to get the corner post set. Um, we were able to mow the cemetery. It was the first cutting of the year. Um, Michael Chavez almost burned the whole cemetery down. <laughs> his tractor, his lawnmower caught fire. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> we put it out. Don't worry. Oh, good. It's all good. It's all good. Do that. <laughs> That might that might be a bad way. Yeah, to be. we might not have been invited back. It's really good week, except for the last. Day. Yeah, <laughs> except for the fire. Yeah, we might not have been invited back. <laughs> yeah, you might. Have well, thanks for the help. There, yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but being able to to leave, um, knowing that we we helped, um, God used us for a purpose in that place. Yeah. And then just being able to be there to experience God in that place. Yeah. Through Rod and his ministry, through Diamond Willow, um, and and it, it is moving. It's it's. Stuff is happening there. I mean, you said that it's that, that Takata Youth Center has been, you know, a project mm-hmm. that's been in the works for a while. And here we are showing up and there it is built and they have people there and people are attending. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I was just thinking like all the the stuff we talked about at the beginning, that is these you know, roadblocks, obstacles, mm-hmm. whatever, the, the things that immediately come to mind as reasons why I can't go. Most of those things are the reasons why you need to go. Mm-hmm. To, to be released from those things for six days or whatever it is, or a week or 10 days or however long the trip is, so that you can be in this very focused, intense and intentional community that's extremely focused on God and His Word, that's extremely focused on, on who He is, and mm-hmm. all those distractions and all those things that are just part of our lives, that, you know, the work stuff, the schedule, the, the stuff, the stuff that numbs us, though, to, to God working in our lives a lot of times um, th- to allow you to be in a place to when you come to church that after after those experiences, you're in a different place spiritually when when you 
approach a, a worship service like that. Mm-hmm. You're in a different place mentally. You're in a different place. And, and God, it's not that God doesn't move in all church services. When you are in a different place yourself, though, and you're truly worshiping and you're not distracted and you're fully, you're fully in. Uh, and welcome to the club of balling in church, by the way. Thank you. But there's a, just a reality to, uh, if you're watching this or thinking, and you've thought about going on a missions trip, and and your biggest reasons are well, there's just too much in my life going on. I just can't. Then then you then you should, because you need to drop those things for a few days and allow God to work on you for a few days. And and I think because similarly to what you were saying of everybody kind of has a similar story, mm-hmm. different details. Very rarely do I talk to people, especially after their first trip. It, it, your your story is not unique in that. God works on you and changes you in those days. Mm-hmm. I, I think you bring up something really important, and it's a it's a one of the more transformative parts about being on a mission team is that um, you know you mentioned you have all of these responsibilities, all these things that reasons you can't go, um, and for sure, like we all have those things, yep. right? Like yep. there's there's always a better month that it could the trip could be. Maybe next year would be better. Always, sure. um, and I, I think a lot of it boils down to our individual roles and responsibilities in life, right? Mm-hmm. Got too much going on at work. My kids have this. My wife, whatever, mm-hmm. husband. And it is important that we fulfill these roles, but there's something about going on a mission trip that's even different than serving in your church, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you are still serving in your church, but in this different way where I, I say this in the in the lead up meetings, you're kind of taken off your hat in a way. Yeah. Like, we're always the same person. Our character doesn't change. Right. Our right. beliefs don't change. But when we go there, I'm kind of taken off. You get to release mostly, that. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Babe, my husband hat. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I'm mostly taken off my dad hat. Yeah. I'm mostly yeah. taken off my, you name it, next door neighbor hat. All yeah. of those things become a, a far secondary part of my role. And all of a sudden, I'm the tractor operator and mission team teammate in Bunky for some guy named Jim now. Right. Like, that's my new role yeah. that God yeah. has given me. I'm wearing this new hat this week. And I think there is something not just cathartic, right? Like that is a freeing, cool thing, but it's more than that. I think God refines us in that time and gives us a new perspective on kind of who he's called us to be in a way. And then on the flip side of that, there's something special about putting that husband hat, that wife hat, that dad, mom hat back on when you get home. Um, something changes there too. And I, I think that's one of the more fundamental transformative things um, that God can do if you let him. Right. Right. And that's the hard yeah. part. Sometimes some of us don't want to let go of those things. Yeah. Right. Like if you go on a mission trip, please call your husband and wife regularly. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, yeah, you still want you still want those things. Don't be FaceTiming <laughs> with them five hours a day. Right. Yeah. Because you're not fully you're not really Present. taking that yeah. hat off, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I tell people this too, like, hey, we all have jobs. Mm-hmm. Respond to your work email, please. Right? Yeah. Don't Take get that fired. call. <laughs> yeah, please don't get fired. We want you to come back. Yeah. Uh, respond to that email. Take that call if you have to. But if you need to be so immersed in your work while you're on the trip, maybe this isn't the trip for you. You have some mega project happening that you need to be on the phone three hours a day, and you need to bring 
um, a, a full stock ticker with yeah. you uh, in order to go on the trip, then maybe not. And and I would even challenge more. Do you really? Do you really need that? Do you really need to make that phone call? Or are you not surrendering that role to its proper place for the week and letting God do his thing? Yeah, no, that's that's really, that's, man, that's great stuff. Uh, you know, the other thing I thought about too was just the, when you mentioned 90 people being able to go and um, it's certainly not all about numbers, but I just think of like the difference that like say 10 people make and the ripple effects that that has. Say say 10 of those people didn't say yes, didn't decide that, yeah, I'm God, you want me to go, I'm going to go. A 10-person trip so would have been great. Fantastic. You would have probably gotten about half as much done. And that means that whoever the next group is there picks up that spot from a very different place. The work that was able to go in and go forward, what that's able to do for the next group to go forward. You know, we don't think so when you're thinking of that, ah, they probably already had enough. There's never there's never the enough. If forty people go next year, there will be that much more there's work that gets done. Enough. Right? Like that that's the mentality. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, you'll need a couple more vans probably. Yeah. <laughs> but but how much more can be done then? And 40 people ain't that much in a thousand person church. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the reality. If mm-hmm. it feels like, oh 20, 30 people, that's amazing. It is amazing. It mm-hmm. could be more amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and at risk of, you know, selling this whole thing way too hard, I don't want it to come across like, uh, but there's just so much that is done in these uh, times. And we talk about being a church of roof wreckers. And we had just come off of that series, mm-hmm. right? And Darren talked a lot about that and you preached about it. And um, that mentality, not just being a, uh, I don't know, just a helper or whatever, we're going to go really do some damage to some roofs. We're going to blow some stuff up. We're going to make lasting impacts. That's that's the image that I think of when we say roof wreckers. It's like a wrecking ball coming in and just destroying that thing. That's the force that we ought to want to be with the gospel. Not just, uh, yeah, we tossed a little pebble in. Mm-hmm. No, we threw a big old boulder in there. And <laughs> now there's waves going. And, uh, and being a church that says yes and goes excitedly and experiences the things that you, you've you experienced. That's, um, yeah, it's just such an awesome thing. And I'd love for you to share a little bit, Kevin, because I'm, I'm sure that you, you mentioned, we were talking beforehand, that uh, you've now started a Bible study uh, at your house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about, like, are those things connected at all? Is that the one thing led to another? Or is that just something else that's kind of come up along the way? So I, um, I put this out to... Uh, law enforcement officers uh, to do a, a Bible study just for law enforcement. Because um, you've graduated seminary, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say this, and I meant to mention this too. Other than you, how many staff people went? Zero. This was not, it's not a, I think that's maybe another misperception. Yeah. You That you have to have some type of like, whatever. I am so, I'm or, so far from it. It's not, yeah, actually, yeah. I, March was really when this kind of transformation happened in my life. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've, I've wanted to do this and, and I've kind of been, it's, it's interesting whenever the, your heart changes, man. Like, it's not about checking a box and like, I should do this. It's like, no, I really, I'm really feeling pulled to do this, you know? Um, and so I, I, I kind of reached out to a bunch of guys. This was before the trip. Um, but the first meeting was yesterday post trip. And, um, I, I will tell you that there, 
there was a lot of insecurity behind it. Like I, <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just hoping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I, I haven't somewhere. Yeah, I haven't even read this book. You know, you know this this gospel yet. Yeah. You know, we were going to go through Luke, and I was, I told the guys, I'm like, yeah, we're going through this together, man. It's just a, I'm not a teacher. I'm. I'm just hosting it, man. Yeah. I'm just gathering people and let's let's have a conversation about yeah. it. And um, you know that that first meeting was last night. I ended up out of like 40 guys and girls that I texted about this meeting a month or two ago. 16 of them were interested, which yeah. was that blew good. me away because I I didn't even know that these folks you know were in the midst of my you know sure. my world. Yeah. Um, this it's not something that's talked about. You know, it's not. Yeah macho and authoritarian, you know, like that police officers feel like they have to be, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, yeah. If, uh, love, touchy feeling, mm, mm. you know, showing crying grace, in church, no, showing that's grace, not okay. grace <laughs> to people. Like, what is that? You know, um, justice. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Just throw the hammer, put the hammer down. That's right? Right. So yeah. um, 16 people reached out. Um, yesterday was our first meeting and only, f I only had four. I had seven people originally three backed out last minute. So we ended up with four of us in my living room. And, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I got discouraged, man. Yeah. I was like, and I was talking before the meeting. I was like, the devil just kept taking hits at us. You know, my wife was going to kind of keep an eye on kids. And then she got pulled to an HOA meeting and, you know, for work. And then, you know, um, my my group dwindled down to four people. And I was like, do I cancel it? Like, it's only four people. And so now we're going to do it. And then we were watching a video and the video kept glitching. And I was like, <laughs> not today, devil. Not today, man. <laughs> we're not... But what it did was it just furthered, you know, we talk about building building your life on that foundation. And so what it did for me, this mission trip, was it it continued to solidify the foundation. Yeah. Right. Yes, this is what this is what I want my mm. my life to be about. And I, I want to build my life and my faith and my relationship with God on that firm foundation. Yeah. And so it gave me, I guess a little more confidence in those moments where it'd be real easy for us. Like we were talking about the mission trip. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I don't know if I can get off of this. I don't know if I can put time. Sure. Oh, yeah. I gotta be away from my yeah. family. In those moments, it gave me the confidence to go, no, this needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Like there's a purpose behind this. There's mm -hmm. a reason why God put this on my heart. We're still doing, I don't care if it's me and another guy. I don't care if it's me in my living room. Yeah. I'm still going to read that <laughs> you're chapter. You're going to read Luke. That's you know, right. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go from there yeah. and we're going to see what happens with that. So that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, and now we're going to start meeting on Tuesdays and, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. That's so cool, yeah. man. That's it. Uh, it's those are the kind of stories that, it, like I said, I, you know, unit stuff happens, mm -hmm. but uh, and the importance of sharing those things because, um, you know, I think going back to the missions trip, even being able to experience the, some of the things you experience. The other thing that does to us as husbands, as fathers, mm -hmm. as whatever bosses or employees or you know what, how, whatever other hats <laughs> we tend to wear, uh, we want other people to have those experiences. Mm -hmm. And and so, the the further we get in our journey with God, the closer we get to Him, the more amazing we realize He is. It's like, come on, y'all! This is so like this is so good, it, right? yes. Yeah. And you want other people to have that in their life, and yeah. that's and that's why taking these faith steps mm -hmm. is important because it's not just about you and your journey; it's about how that's going to affect others in their journey with Christ too. And like wherever that starts, if it's you know four people in a living room, that's okay. Because and it's probably a good thing, you know, if there's 40 people in your living room right now, that might be a little much. So well, you know, what was so cool about it is, you know, it was only four of us, but because there's only four of us, you know, I shared kind of my testimony and and how you know why I am here, where I'm at at this point in my faith and stuff like that. And another guy that you know I've known for like seven years, but didn't know that well. Like I just knew him as he worked for another agency. Man, he shared. He he felt comfortable enough to kind of share 
a really hard story uh, in his life. Mm. And, you know, having that collective, you know, we, law enforcement, we all kind of, you know, carry the burden, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And that, I kind of relate it's a that. very specific yeah, well, and lifestyle. I kind of yeah. relate that to the mission trip. We all kind of carried this. It's it's like you were among friends. You know what I mean? Like this group, yeah, yeah. people felt comfortable in the group with our Bible study because we're all police officers. We all carry that burden. People felt comfortable in the mission trip because we all were pushing the same the same path, the same mission, yeah. the same purpose. And we were able to I, – dude, I talked to a lot of people. And like I said earlier, you know, it's, it's funny to share testimony that like – that sounds very similar, you know, like <laughs> same, so, yeah. that's a, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. me too, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, really cool. Uh, really cool stuff is happening. And, and that's cool. Dude, I'm, I am not, I am certainly not confident in it, but <laughs> I am trying my best to go where he's leading me. Yeah, so. Well, that's, yeah. And that's the best possible thing you can do. Uh, before we wrap up, normally I have like a little like funny story or whatever, but uh, I think the best way to, to land the plane on this one here, I'd love for you guys to both share the best you mentioned you teased the food that you had on the trip. What was the best food you guys had on the trip uh, this last time? You go first, man. Um, let's see here. Um, the best food was probably the last night we had ribeyes last nice. night. Josh and his culinary. Uh, Josh, you're underselling mission trips. Greatness. Uh, he <laughs> he grilled up some steaks for us, and uh, Miss Patsy had some sides, and um, I. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had a steak, you know. <laughs> I don't usually roll like day. that, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, and it was, dude, it was great. It was it was really great. Um, that was the night that Rod and Val kind of came in and shared a little bit of history. Uh, or no, I'm sure that was the night before. But um, you know, the whole experience of just you yeah. know, it was the last night. It was like the last kind of um, like this was the the final meal um, that we all were going to have together and share tomorrow before everyone had to like split and leave. And um, it was just it was really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> and dang steak i mean yeah it's hard to go wrong with steak night, right <laughs> and you know the way i see it is uh with all of the hard work and sacrifice that everybody makes throughout that entire yeah. week we could finish the thing off with a steak dinner bang. Yeah, yeah yeah and, and the, another cool part of that is uh you know we share that steak dinner with uh members of the community who drop in That's and the cool. diamond willow staff so it's it's not just our team yeah. that gets the treat yeah. it's the entire community That's that gets awesome. to join yeah. us too so that's cool. And that was every meal, you know, really, you know, anybody around, they could come on down, you know, Miss Patsy was cooking up a storm every <laughs> single day. She that's was. Cool. Yeah, she was. That's cool. Um, you know, for me, like, uh, I, I guess uh, the ins, one of the inside struggles of being a missions pastor is, you know, on, on, on my regular life, I try my best to eat well, eat good, you know, like eat healthy. But once you get out in these places, man, <laughs> I learned early. Options like, are, yeah. You just go with the flow, right? Yeah. What's available, yeah. Right. So I, I enjoy the food while I'm out there. So uh, I kind of indulged in some sweets. And there was one mm. night where uh, I think uh, Miss Patsy made a Texas sheet cake. Yep. And then uh, Chrissy, I think it was, was her sous chef mm. uh, assistant the whole time. She made a... Uh, tres leches cake, a chocolate tres leches, chocolate oh, tres wow. leches yeah. cake. Yeah, I, I went back to that uh, little dessert station <laughs> probably at least one time too many. Oh, you're burning extra calories, yeah. so you know, you need I to tell myself yeah. that too. Uh, <laughs> but my pants fit tighter by yeah. the end of the trip. <laughs> hey, well, you okay. know, what was really cool about that is so that was a, that was Sunday, and that was my birthday. Oh, wow! So May 7th was my birthday, and 
they they made a they got a card for me and that's awesome. they ended up miss patsy brought a candle out on the sheet cake you know and it's cool it, yeah. it really was a family it really was Man, cool. it really was and you know what I, maybe this is a a, a good thing to kind of uh end on here is you know we talk a lot about like the work that god does um through us, mm-hmm. right? The project's getting done and ministering to people. We talked a little bit about like the work that God does in us, right? Mm-hmm. And a little bit of like how um, God is now using Kevin in this Bible study, like how what Kevin took from the mission trip or how that propelled him. But I think there's another angle of it. There's a hundred other angles. We could do a 10-hour podcast on it, but this one I think is important. How God works between us, you know, like that's a, a big reason why we do a lot of the meetings. Yes, there's information that you need to know, but I could send you a long email, right? A lot of it is building the team, building these relationships. And once, if, if we build those relationships before we go, yeah. the roots are down. Now they can blossom while yeah. we're there. Yeah. You know, like um, oftentimes I hear people say like, well, you know, I went to this one church or whatever, and I just never really got to know anybody there. Yeah, yeah it was okay. It didn't feel right. Well, how to involve did you get? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm the type of person, like, if I don't have an activity to do with the person, I'm less likely to really oh, get sure. to know them, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, for instance, Kevin and I, you know, we've crossed paths at church and said, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And this and that for a couple of years now. But it wasn't until we were using a, a half broke down tractor and pulling stumps out of the ground did we start <laughs> to share our testimonies with one another and really get to know each yeah. other in a different way. It wasn't until um, I... People will remain unnamed. Listen to them snore for a couple of <laughs> nights, right? You, you, you get you get a, a different level of relationship, yeah. a different level of familiarity. And it was like, yes, before the trip, our meetings and our stuff makes us a team. But while we're away, God makes us a family. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't think there's anything else that I've experienced that can do that in a way that a mission trip does. That's awesome. Well, that's great stuff, guys. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for being part of it. I do think telling these stories is important, and uh, I appreciate you guys both being willing to. You especially, Kevin. You're supposed to share. That's part of your job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> you're here anyway. <laughs> you're here anyway. Uh, so. No, but seriously, it's, I, I do appreciate you, Kevin, being open and being willing to to, uh, to share your experience. So thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. It's been a great win meeting. Lots of wins to celebrate together today. Absolutely. Very well. Awesome. Yeah. Go team. Let's do it. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for joining us for this Win Meeting. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Win Meeting and to subscribe to the Carter Christian Church channel on YouTube. We'd also love to hear your wins. So send us a message on our Instagram and share with us some of the ways God is winning your life.